0: Well, good evening, dear sisters in Long Beach. Um, Today I'm using my iPhone and not my desktop, which means that uh, I can only see myself for me, and I cannot see any of you. Um, So I have to use my mind's eye uh, to visualize all of you, uh, which is quite an impossible job. Nevertheless, uh, even with this limitation, uh, I will exercise my spirit uh, to speak by faith to all of you. And I hope that you will also um, exercise your spirit uh, so that you may have, while I'm, I'm doing the speaking by faith, also be experiencing the hearing of faith. because. We're not here uh, moving on or doing things uh, in the divine and mystical realm by sight, uh, but really by faith. Faith means we're linked to the Lord. We're joined to the Lord. We're one with him. And give, that will give us the faith to believe in him, in his word, in the spirit, and this supply, we need all of the above tonight. Now I'm very, uh, very happy again for the brothers to arrange this time uh, with uh, with you, dear ones, in Long Beach. Uh, I consider that the sisters, um, and I mean it when I say this, more important than the brothers, and I. Um, uh, I'm standing standing on very solid ground when I say that because I'm actually quoting uh, our dear brother, Witness Lee, uh, who made it very clear that he said once or more than once, as far as the building up of a local church is concerned, the sisters are more important than the brothers. In fact, he said that the sisters Um, would occupy 70% of the responsibility and function in building up a local church. The brothers, 30% or let's say two thirds and one third. Now, of course, we all know that uh, numerically in terms of membership in a a church, um, if you believe uh, that uh, picture of the house of bethany that little house of affliction that the lord loved so much you know in the daytime he went into jerusalem to fight to battle with the lawyers with the chief priests with the pharisees with the herodians with all kinds of people there you know before he was arrested and crucified at night he would always go back to this village uh, at the foothill of the Mount of Olives. That would be the household of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Lazarus, of course, is the one who was raised from the dead. And you know Martha. Uh, I would say, um, unfairly, you um, uh, despised, if you will, because the Lord did say, you're busy about so many things, you should should slow down. Um, But I would say that if Martha was not uh, serving, uh, tending to the tables and all of that so much, uh, even the Lord Jesus and the people will have nothing to eat. So uh, we should not look down on the practical services, uh in the church life you know the first group of deacons seven of them that were appointed by the apostles in the first church in jerusalem Uh, their first job is actually to tend to the tables because they had thousands of people of believers that became the church almost overnight and so there were some unfairness in the matter of the serving of food. And so these, that became the job or the responsibility of these uh, deacons. So um, we should not despise uh, the, uh, the, these practical services like the cooking of the sisters, uh, the kitchen work of the sisters, and the serving of the sisters. I don't, I appreciate that very much. However, the Lord did say that Mary chose the better part, that is to sit at the Lord's feet and to hear what is on the Lord's heart. Well, there's no reason why we cannot be Martha Marys or Mary Martha's. Maybe we should have a compound name that you can name your daughter, your next daughter, with. Uh, this is. Uh, Mary Martha, this is Martha Mary, something like that. Anyway, um, uh, that's the house of affliction, the house of Bethany. That's the place where the Lord would spend his night there. And uh, there you have one brother and two sisters. So numerically, it's two to one. And uh, in the, Church life, uh, um, it is not unusual that we have more sisters than brothers, sometimes even at a two to one ratio. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, but besides just the numbers, I'm here talking about their function, their uh, usefulness, um, uh, their service that would count. That would count for, you know, uh, two thirds. Two thirds in a local church. So, um, for this reason, I feel the sisters are vitally important. Now, in these days, uh, um, we are burdened in the church in Long Beach to have a- another, uh, another beginning. Uh, Don't be afraid of that. We need to have new beginnings all the time. Actually, every morning, after a long night, we have a new beginning. And so we have what we call morning revival, right? To be revived again in the morning for another day. So we should have many, many new beginnings, many, many new revivals. I think a couple of Sundays ago, I did talk to you about and here in Long Beach I would say the same I certainly have the feeling the deep feeling that this new season is upon us in the Lord's recovery especially in this country in USA but I would like to say a word to all of you in particular I feel in Long Beach the new season is upon us a new page should be turned there should be a new day um, a new year um, and uh, you know in in uh, the book of hosea it talks about the third day the third day means the day of resurrection that means something new right resurrection is a new day and by the resurrection and the reality of resurrection, we know, sisters, is just the spirit. The spirit is the reality of Christ's resurrection. So when we have the spirit, which is Christ transfigured, right from flesh and blood into something, a, a spiritual in fact, into a life-giving spirit, that spirit. Brings us the resurrection life. So, here, as we're talking about a new day is dawning, a new season is coming around, um, a revival or renewal is at hand. Surely, we're not talking about uh, something that we engineer, something that we manufacture. No, no, dear sisters, no. The only way for us to such a revival such a uh such a new beginning in the church in long beach whether it is personally or together as the church we depend absolutely just on the resurrection life of christ christ said i am the resurrection and the life so we don't count on anything we don't rely on anything We just depend on the Lord. In these days, I hope, dear sisters, you would all contact the Lord more, in a more, in a more particular way, uh, in greater frequency. I would even say, in uh, stronger, in intensity, in your touch with the Lord. He alone, He alone, can bring in a revival. He alone is a genuine revival we need him so um uh, on the one hand it is uh it will uh, take some work and and um, uh, labor and uh, so on to bring forth something new on the one hand on the other hand it actually requires all of us to touch the lord in a new way in a fresh way um, to bring about such a revival. And that would not be something so miraculous. I would say that would be a what? A miraculous normality. So do pray, do pray for the church in Long Beach. Do pray for the revival of the saints in Long Beach. Do pray for the renewal of the church life in Long Beach. This is good. This is pleasing to the Lord. And this is normal. This is normal, right? Um, A new day, let a new day dawn. Now, uh, there's much fellowship ahead that we will have with the church, with the saints about this renewal. Um, But tonight I'm here with sisters and I have limited time. I still feel I need to say something to you as sisters in the church. So may I uh, first just still use scriptures to um, say something along this line about the importance of the sisters and the functions of the sisters uh, in the church life. And then at the end, uh, I will say something concerning what you should do and how you should be. In anticipation of this new beginning um, now I would just uh fall back very conveniently on one chapter in the um, in the um, uh, New Testament and that would be chapter sixteen, the very last chapter in the book of Romans that Paul wrote to the church in Rome. Now, as you all know, this uh, chapter is uh, um, what is famous in the way that Paul greeted so many saints in Rome, one after another, that really shows how these uh, believers were really written uh, in Paul's heart, in the apostle's heart. Uh, like a living letter, you remember in Second Corinthians, like you are that uh, living letter uh, written not with ink, but with the spirit, right? Uh, inscribed, inscribed in our hearts. And so, dear uh, sisters, uh, here we have the apostle greeting name by name, brother by brother, sister by sister. He remembered every one of them. In fact, he qualified a lot of his greetings with what this person did, how this person contributed, uh, how this one served, and how grateful or thankful he was to so-and-so. So So you can see there's such intimacy between the apostle and the believers and the church in Rome and how much uh, they were all on his heart no matter where he would be, even though physically he is not in their midst. And I believe the uh, um, same way Paul is was in the hearts of his believers as well. This is a beautiful scene, beautiful sight of that intimate relationship between the churches, the saints and the apostle of God. Well, anyway, uh, in this chapter, uh, of course, I, in previous sisters' meetings, you know, may rem- remember, I always uh, recommend two booklets, sister booklets, to all the sisters to read concerning the function and service of the sisters. One is both given in 1975 in Anaheim by Brother Lee. One is called The Serving Sisters in the Church Life which is based on this chapter, but the other is called uh, The Loving Mothers in the Church Life. The Loving Mothers in the Church Life. Sisters, if you still have not done done so, please get a hold of these two booklets and read, and may I say, reread, uh, and bring this, uh, what you read, to the Lord. Let the Lord Speak to you and inspire you in a fresh way I'm not a sister, but in another on the other hand in 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 a certain sense, I am a sister, just like you're not brothers, but in a certain sense you are because Jesus does not have sisters, he has only brothers you know I, uh, I am biologically not a female, but I'm part of christ's bride am I right I am hopefully a virgin to Christ, betrothed to Christ. So my status in that sense is also a female. Um, I read read those two books, I don't know how many times, they they are so helpful to me as a brother, to me so much, makes me esteem the sisters, makes me uh, appreciate the sisters, treasure the sisters, sometimes even aspire to be one but anyway the lord is sovereign in his arrangement for all of us um, now in this chapter i just want to mention to you uh, i did not count or study you know you know thoroughly but at least there's very clearly six mentioning the mentioning of six sisters Okay, I'm gonna give it to you. The first one is in verse one, a certain sister called Phoebe. I commend to you, Phoebe, our sister. I just like that To today, you know, I was reading this. I just, even those three words, Phoebe, our sister. I commend to you. Isn't this, isn't this something, you know, if some, you know, if a, the Apostle Paul would say, I commend to you so-and-so, our sister. Isn't this, isn't this something um, uh, touching? And uh, I would even say something uh, significant. Um, first off, he, the Apostle did not mention a brother, but a sister. But a sister. That shows Paul's what uh, uh, honoring the way he he honored the sisters and he uh, treasured the sisters and uh, how he esteemed the sisters in the body of Christ, in the church. I commend to you, Phoebe, our sister, who is a deaconess of the church which is in Sancria. Sancria is a city very close to Corinth. In, in in today's Greece, yeah, and uh, she was a she is a deaconess of that church in Saint Crea. and of course it's not a small thing to be a deaconess. Today we don't appoint deacons or deaconesses so much, but in those days there were deacons and there were deaconesses, and if you read First Timothy chapter three, you'll find the qualifications not only for uh, elders, but also for deacons and deaconesses. There's only two offices in a local church. One is elders. One, One is the office of the elders or the eldership. The second one is the office of the deacons and deaconesses or deaconship. And the deacons are not the elders. These deacon means a serving one. Simply a serving one, the one who carry out the services of the church, and a lady deacon is of course a deaconess. My grandmother was a deaconess back in the church in Hong Kong in the fifties and sixties and so on. He was a widow. He was a widow, um, and uh, but he was a deacon deaconess in the church in. Hong Kong. So this sister, this first sister is a serving one. And then uh, Paul continues that you receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, worthy of the saints um, and a sister in whatever matter uh, she may have need of you. She herself has also been. The patroness of many, of myself, the apostle, as well. So here we have a situation that Paul was probably commending this sister to her because she's new in her their midst. Maybe she was uh, visiting Rome for for to stay there for some time. Maybe she was uh, she had migrated to Rome. I do not know, but Paul urged the believers in Rome, the church in Rome. To receive her as, uh, in a way worthy of her status as a saint of God, and particularly, particularly, uh, she he asked the saints there to as help her to assist her in whatever matter she may have need. Then she qualified. She described. He described her. Excuse me, for she herself. She herself has also been the patroness of many self as well. The word patroness here is, the meaning is a protectress, protectress. This is a word, a very dignity, a word of dignity. A person who is a protectress of someone else, um, uh, occupies a very dignified position or function. This is a person who just helps sustain supplies a group of people or another person. Um, that's what she does. She just care, takes care of others. And, um, and uh, for, for uh, uh, Paul to recommend or commend such a person shows how much paul had a regard for her for serving ones in general in general i believe this sister took care of the church in sancria the saints in sancria and surely took care of paul himself um you know maybe when he visited sancria and i also have to believe she served in many um what Uh, practical ways, maybe by food, maybe by lodging, hospitality, and maybe by many other means she served. In the history of the Lord's recovery, indeed in the history of the Church of God in these 2,000 years, there's always many sisters like this. They're hidden, they're unknown, they're unsung, but they are just sisters. They're fully in submission. They don't Usurp the headship; they don't, uh, you know, stand up, but they're just there, serving, just serving. And in so doing, they become a patroness, a protectress, a supplier, a helper, um, a uh, a sustainer of the saints in the church. I just love this, sisters. I just really, really love this. So this is the first sister that Paul greeted, a protectress. I hope in Long Beach, sisters will become a Phoebe. Many sisters will be protectress of the saints, some of the young people, some of the college age, some of the children, some of just the saints, just the saints. You know, I have sometimes sisters who would, knock on the door and say, dear brother, here's a bowl of soup. It would be very, very good for you. I never asked for the soup. I never expect this, Um, but they just did it. And sometimes some would just leave something at my doorstep and so on. And some many times in meetings, uh, the very sisters would come up and say, brother, dear brother, how are you? How are you doing? We've been praying for you. You don't know, sisters. You don't know how much that just that little gesture, just that little offering, uh, uh, just uh, strengthened me, encourages, encouraged me, uh, supplied me to the uttermost. I don't need another message that someone would give to me, but these kind of very practical care, very personal care, very I would say, um, um, uh, human human care means a lot in the church life. Oh, that all the sisters will be Phoebe's. I even challenge some of the younger sisters among you. You are not married. You are you are uh, um, young. You're even in college. Some of you, I don't know, but it's not that. It's building up, building up such a spirit, such a precious spirit of a um, of a deaconess. Um, my, if the church in Long Beach are full of dear sisters like this, and I believe there are sisters like this there, if there would be many more who would just do this, I tell you, that church life in Long Beach will be supplied, will be, cherished many saints will be cherished and loved and cared for when uh, young ones new ones whatever backslidden ones are contacted by us they will be embraced and swallow up in this kind of warm even ardent atmosphere because the sisters are just taking care of us taking care of us this is martha mary am i right this is martha mary um I have to believe Phoebe is not just a Martha. I have every reason to believe he's also a Mary as well. In other words, this sister probably is a spiritual and a mature uh, person, caring for the saints not only uh physically, materially, but very, very much spiritually in the Lord. My oh that we have more sisters. Like this, we had sisters like this. We have sisters now like this. I hope, I pray, there will be more sisters like this. Those who are, you know, in the thirties, forties, you're coming up, you're growing up. My, may you, may you have the spirit of Phoebe. Now, the second uh, person is actually the white couple, and this would be Priska. Prisca and Aquila, um, um, Paul says, greet them. At that time, Prisca and Aquila had moved actually to Rome, because um, in the um, uh, uh, in verse five it says, you know, after he he said greet greet Prisca and Aquila, he said, greet the church which is in their house, showing that at that time. The You know, those churches in those days have no meeting hall. They met house to house. It's like the early church. And it happened that the church assembled in their house. Whose house? That's Prisca and Aquila's house. And here we have a sister who is not a deaconess. This is an, a sister who is a co-worker. co-worker along with her husband. Of, of paul the apostle you'll read this in acts and in other places they were they were a couple couple who were both co-workers of paul in fact uh, it says they make tents just like paul's paul's earthly p- profession or was to make tents right to support himself and to support other of his co-workers and That's how they met up and how this couple joined Paul. Um, They're in the same kind of business, if you will. But uh, Prisca's name is named first, not the husband, Aquila. This is quite interesting. I don't think this means Prisca assumed to be the head, but it does mean in function, in service, Uh, Prisca may be a bit ahead of Aquila. But for sure here, we have a couple. We have a couple. and We have a sister who is a a co-worker of the Apostle Paul. It says this, Paul says this, Who risked their own lives for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. This is a, um, Paul took the lead to thank this couple. Thank this couple because they risked their lives, their necks, their lives for the apostle and by extension for all the churches of the Gentiles, you know, in Europe there. And so, um, um, and of course, they opened their home for the church to meet in. So you have here a sister who is like that. Now, I'm not saying all the sisters will become uh, co workers or, or lady apostles or whatever it is. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the quality of this person, of this wife, this sister, Prisca, how absolute he was for the apostle and for his ministry. She was, to use today's parlance, one. So one with the ministry, that is not a small thing. I've seen again again in churches, some sisters are there. They're just one with the ministry, one with the apostle, one with the speaking, the present day speaking of the Lord. Even when there would be turmoil, rebellion and things, there's just this group of sisters who are pure. You know, they just stood fast, they just uh, conducted themselves faithfully to stand with the Lord, to stand with the Lord's recovery, to stand with the church, to stand with even the apostle and the ministry. And we have seen this and through, in many instances, through sisters like this, a church was saved and preserved. I have seen this with my own eyes, absolutely. Because of their fidelity, because of their faithfulness, because of their prayer, because uh, of their absoluteness, they stood ground and preserved the Lord's testimony. There in Shanghai, when Brother Watchman was excommunicated for about six years, he couldn't continue his ministry in that church it was some sisters who stood there and uh, for the Lord's testimony. One of them's name was Peace Wang, a very famous sister among us. She was the co worker. She was not married, she was a co worker of Watchman Nee. There was another sister called Ruth Lee. If you read Brother Nee's biography by Brother Lee, you'll find uh, the test, Brother. Li's testimony on behalf of all these sisters they were the ones who invited brother lee from the north of china to come to shanghai and to help that desperate situation and brother lee did and through brother lee's ministry brother whatani resumed his ministry and brought in a great revival so dear saints uh, sisters as such a one you are absolutely for the Lord, for the church, for even the ministry, and you also open your house for the church life. How, how, how wonderful is this? I hope all the sisters, you would at least aspire to this. Your home, your 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 house. Is not just for yourself, for your own enjoyment, not just for your family, although it is, but our our homes, our homes should be for the Lord. Our houses should be for the church life. We should open our homes so that the church can really meet house to house. You cook, you invite the saints for dinner. Um, young ones, new ones, backslidden ones, weak ones, and even just brothers and sisters. Uh, your The church life is in your home, in your home. We say open, uh, open house, right? An open refrigerator, right? And then finally, a open heart with an open Bible. I mentioned that many years ago. That for opens, you know. In this case, is somewhat controlled by Prisca, not Aquila. And in many instances, right? Actually, the sister holds the key, the key, and sometimes even the uh, the uh, key to the bank account, the key to the house. If the if the sister would not open the house, the husband cannot do much to open the home. When the sister wants to open the home, even if the brothers are uh, maybe the brother may be a little reluctant, that home may still be open. The sister, the sister is so, so important. I mean, I touched the matter of the of uh, of the of the um, um, uh, uh, checkbook, right? The bank account, meaning the sisters also in many marriages and families really uh, holds the purse strength, so to speak. Um, and if the sister's, would not offer, probably the couple would not offer. I'm talking about material offering, monetary offering to the Lord and to the church. So uh, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. But dear sisters, dear sisters, this is Prisca. The third one here is someone with the name Mary. You know, in the New Testament, there's actually six Marys. There's a little booklet on that. I won't get into that, but here's one of those Marys. Greet Mary, you know. Right after Prisca and Aquila, this is the third reading. You know, um, I don't think Paul had favorites as such, right? Preferences as such, but it must be these saints comes uh, came to his mind uh, more readily because of how they served because how they functioned in the church. And so the person is again a sister. The first three persons Paul greeted in this great chapter of greetings were females, were sisters. That should say something to us. That should say something to all of us. So Mary, that's just a one okay? This Mary's mentioned maybe only one time. It's one verse but this line says it all, one who has labored much for you. So you have this sister. I don't even know what she labored, I have no idea. But she is so important Paul because, I mean, Paul remembered her so readily because she labored much for you. So I don't have more to add to that, dear sisters. In Long Beach, my goodness, there, there would be Marys like this, right? Who just labor. I don't know in what, again. Uh, just labored much for you, for the church, for the church where she belonged. Sisters, uh, um, you know, to be a laboring sister, it's called in Thessalonians, right? The three things, the work of faith, the labor of love and the endurance of hope. So this labor I have to believe is a long-term labor. This labor I have to believe comes from the heart or came from the heart. I mean, Mary's labor. This must be a labor of love. And it says for you, that must mean this Mary care for the saints. She just cared for the saints. She just ministered to the saints. She prayed for the saints probably. She visited the saints. She supplied the saints, even spiritually, like a, you know, um, uh, ministering Christ, ministering life. Dear sisters in the local church, the sisters should be just ministering Christ. You may be having babies, you may be cooking, you may be doing uh, shopping, doing this or that in your, you know, normal human life, But, but you are also a sister who labor much for the saints, ministering to them, praying for them, caring for them, shepherding them, how about shepherding, we need more shepherding sisters brotherly say we need more mothers and we are going to get into the mothers in in a moment here Um, such sisters such sisters wow you know in 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 if you're in the in a church you have number of sisters like this that church will take off that church will be will be wonderful wonderful i like this and I'm not here trying to put all lay all the burdens on the sisters, right? No, brothers need to bear their burden very much. These days we're doing a lot to raise up more brothers to serve in Long Beach. In Long Beach, uh, to bear burdens for sure, they have their job to do. Oh, but sisters, this two-to-one ratio, right? So many sisters would just labor for the saints, uh, before the Lord. This is a great, great thing, great, great thing. Then the next one uh, would be here uh, is um, Persis in verse 12. P-E-R-S-I-S, I I still have not run into a sister with this name, Persis. Um, I ran to Phoebe, but not Persis. Persis, the beloved sister, Paul say, the beloved sister, one who has labored much in the Lord. Here, same description, same description. Not much more is said. She labored much in the Lord, and the apostle was thankful. And uh, they, she was not even serving the apostle, per se. She was just serving the church and the saints in Rome she labored she labored i still say i have seen sisters like this i have seen sisters like this uh in my whole church life um when you visit this church or that church when you see uh sisters um who's not you know doing this just by as a way of performance or just kind of you know, trying to impress you, you touch a spirit, you just know, you just know somehow that this sister or that sister, they, they, they labor, they know how to labor, how to serve the church. Um, and many times it's not just one, it's better that that is not, one. it's always good that there would be a group of such sisters. You know, when the Lord was on the earth with the 12 apostles, one's one wonders, you know, how they eat. You know, do they buy their own food? Do they? They probably did. At least in one place, it says there's a group of sisters that follow these thirteen men around the Lord and the twelve to minister to them. Some of them are actually uh, uh, ladies from society, people of wealth, of means. They join. They're all classes and of sisters. Uh, sisters are. Uh, 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 uh females uh, women of different statuses but they all there were ministering to the disciples and ministering to the Lord so that they can continue their work and their uh, their ministry. so here you have um, uh, such a such a serving sister such a serving sister it is just beautiful beautiful sisters that, that just serves. You don't get the impression they are, you know, talking or just busy bodies or idle or, or you know, like that. They just, they have a mind to serve um, in a labor of love. This really shows they love the saints. They love the church. The church is first to them. The saints are the first to them. They just care for their well-being. They just want to serve them in many ways. The next one is has no name. No name. All we can say is this: Rufus's mother. He's the, Paul says it in verse 13, "Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother as well as mine." Now, this is definitely not Paul's biological mother, but nevertheless, his mother. So Rufus' mother was not only Rufus' mother, but the apostle's mother. Now, what does that mean? I really, I really don't know, but for sure, when you call someone a mother, it must mean a great deal of respect yeah and also a great amount of what uh, intimacy in the sense um, like a mother and son relationship and here i would like to say something to quote brother lee in that one of those booklets that says the loving mothers in the church life there he talked about what he called a transfer of life when the lord jesus was hanging on the cross you have You have his mother there, Mary, in the flesh, and also John. John is uh, the Lord's uh, um, uh, uh, disciple. And right there, one of the things, of the few things that the Lord spoke on the cross, he said this. He said, look, this is your son. And he talked to uh, uh, John. This is your mother. And that brother Lee is such a wonderful speaking uh, uh, on this. He said, at the cross, there's actually a transfer of life. One who is not this uh, this um, a woman's son become, became her son in the spirit, not in the flesh. But in, and one who was um, um, a, a mother, not of this one, became a mother of this one. So in, the, in this process of a transfer of life through the cross, right, uh, we have different statuses, spiritual statuses. And suddenly, while I'm not a mother to anybody, I, be, I can become a mother to many, you see. And some of the many, they have... Uh, no mother like me, but because of us in this spiritual realm, in this realm of resurrection in Christ, they can become what, uh, these ones can become this person's mother, or or this one, this person's mother. So uh, point, what is the point? The point is in the church life, sisters, can be mothers. Oh, Brother Lee was very, very strong on this point. He said today, what we need is just more mothers, more mothers in the church life. He says so many, you know. He, he uh, uh, asked the sisters to go to the Lord and and pick up some uh, young ones in the church, some some younger saints in the church, and 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 care for them like a mother. You are not the real biological mother but you can be a spiritual mother I have to tell you I have a number of spiritual mothers over my years in the church life and I thank the Lord for these dear spiritual mothers of mine in the church I say again we need more mothers mothers um, and for younger sisters you may say I'm I'm too young to be a mother. Well, how about start out by being a a older to some younger saints? How about that? Kinda like when your mother's not there, the big sister have to kind of run the house and run the show and take care of the siblings, younger siblings, something like this. Eventually they're almost like a a surrogate mother in a way, in a very in a very good way. So I'm talking about this spirit of motherhood of motherhood, the church is a family and in a family, we need the sisters, um, the women, and especially we need those who have the heart, the heart of a mother to foster the young ones, to cherish, to nourish the young ones, Um, hence, the, the the term the loving mothers in the church uh, in first Thessalonians paul says that i'm among you like a what like a nursing mother paul became a female quote quote he be, he was a he likened himself to a nursing mother nursing you know the young ones he was in Thessalonica for three weeks that's all or three months, I forgot. But he, what he nurtured the saints, fostered the saints, raised up the saints, um, uh, uh, cultivated the saints, and she was a real mother. And she, he was also a exhorting father, right? But here the emphasis is a mother. Even Paul needed a mother. How about that? Even Paul needed a mother. How was Rufus's mother, Paul's mother? Again, I do not know. I just know Paul regarded her as her own mother. That church would be so blessed. A local church would be so blessed if sisters would have that kind of heart. Not only a heart to serve, but a heart to parent, to be a mother, right? To nurse, to uh, raise up uh, uh, her own children. children. Uh, Not a small thing. You know, I gave a message somewhere to the sisters on chapter 31 of Proverbs on a worthy woman, a valuable woman, and metaphoric speaking, and uh, and it talks about very much how this one is a wife on the one hand, and also a mother to her children, and how she labor, how she serve. That is a beautiful chapter. Beautiful chapter. You can, uh, you if you want to get the speaking on that particular uh, on Proverbs thirty one. Uh, you just let me know. I can get the MP3 to your MP4, whatever it is. Um, no, just, 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 all I can say is just so, so in, inspiring. So, so inspiring. Uh, it's there, it's a worthy woman. A worthy woman. Um, now, uh, the last uh, would be just. Uh, um, is um, someone named Julia, Julia, I have to believe that is a sister. Uh, and then someone else's sister, there's a, a person named Nereus and his sister. Well, not, not, no no description here, just two sisters that Paul remembered and that Paul greeted. There must be something about them. So here I have uh, finished with this chapter of these dear uh, sisters, these women in the church in Rome that meant a lot to the apostle Paul and of course to that church in Rome. So uh, in Long Beach, uh, I believe the Lord is uh, going to do a new thing and the sisters will have a great and important role to play uh, going forward. Um, I just want to say, point out a few things, uh, kind of as a reminder, if you will, uh, in this uh, process. And that is number one, sisters. You uh, remember on my sharing out there in uh, Cerritos, right? Last year sometime with a um, two meeting conference for the sisters mention how the first function of a sister is to submit i never thought submission is a function like some work that you're doing but uh, according to the ministry and now i agree that is the case that is the case when a sister submit to the lord of course to the lord jesus and they also submit to the brothers right, Uh, in the church life context. Submitting even to their own husbands. I tell you, that submission is the first work of the sisters, the first function of the sisters, even the first service of the sisters. You say, really? Well, I'll tell you, really, this is a great thing because, because, when Paul talked about the headship of Christ in 1 Corinthians, he used the case about, right? Christ is the head of every man. a man is the head of the woman, am I right? And God is the head of Christ. There's an order in this universe. And um, there he would talk about head covering and, and so forth. But the whole point there in that chapter is that eventually, the submission of all these ones, the sisters, the brothers, even Christ, is what is what will dis- defeat the enemy. Because the enemy's work is one of rebellion. Rebellion is really the source of the fall of Lucifer. All right? And it's also the fall of man, the source. Of all transgressions and sin is man fail to heed God, fail to submit to God. And so today, to salvation is a salvation into the kingdom, into submission to God's rule and reign. And according to the Lord's order, there is God, Christ, man, and woman. That's how it, how it is, and. I have given lessons on that as well, very very strongly, very very clearly. Um, so here, submission—I don't have the time now—is a uh, parent of paramount importance. That when sisters know to submit, and the sisters know how to submit in marriage life, in family life, in church life, I tell you, that will strike fear in the heart of the devil and the spirits who are just a bunch of rebels, bunch of rebels. On this earth, there is a place where God's authority is established, where those and those who are his children, right, his church are under this authority there is the reality and where the reality of the kingdom is satan's kingdom cannot exist nor prevail and today the church life is is the reality of the kingdom of god and the throne of god must be here and sisters you have the privilege you have the honor you have the blessing. To take the position of submission as a testimony, testimony to the whole universe, especially to the rebellious Satan and the rebellious angels. My goodness, this is not a small thing. So I would say this is the first thing, right? Um, I don't care for talk about women's rights, uh, you know. Uh, feminism, all of this. It's all these philosophies of this age. I just care for the Bible. I just care for the word of God. I just care for the divine revelation. We live by that. Then the second thing is, sisters, amongst yourselves, you should be one. You should learn to be one. It's hard for brothers to be one, but I think it's harder for sisters to be one. But do not forget in the Philippians, there are two sisters there, Yodis um, and um, uh, syndicate, two sisters, who are also laborers, co-laborers with the apostle Paul. Paul told the Philippians to admonish these two sisters to think the same thing. In other words, that they would not be diverse, rather they would be one. They would be blended. Sisters, the problem is when we have factions of sisters, cliques of sisters, sisters who will not talk to each other, sisters that when it comes this way, you go the other way, uh, sisters that uh, uh, would build up offenses between one another, um, jealousies, uh, all these kind of a stuff that cause there to be a separation, a rift, um a uh, uh, even certain antagonism between sisters this will destroy the church life sisters isn't there something called a cross isn't there something called laying down our soul life isn't there something called what um um denying the self let's put all those things into practice and not just Read about them or know about these things, let us experience the Lord's sweet cross, the, his sweet death, and die with him. And what? To let all these natural things be killed, be killed and terminated, right? We would really, really live in the Spirit to minister Christ to one another, to love one another. And so I would like to also admonish the sisters, not only to submit to the head, to the headship of Christ and the order in, according to the order in the body, but to also be one. Be one. Um, Brother Lee said the best thing a sister can say is "never mind." That means you got offended or something happened, mistreated, misunderstood. If you say, never mind, by another sister, you will say, never mind, it's okay. He said, that is, whoa, that is wonderful, wonderful, that for a sister to be able to say that. To let go, sisters, let go. Don't hold on to grudges, don't hold on, forgive. Acquire a bigger heart, you see. Um, People say, Um, 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 to not forgive another person is tantamount to drinking poison, you know. in In the end, you don't kill the other person. You kill yourself by not forgiving. So all these things, sisters, I hope we will preserve a oneness, a sweetness, a harmony, a harmony even among the sisters. I, I I, hope so. Um, and um, uh, sisters also, uh, I hope you would um, take the lead to support and follow the brothers, the leading brothers, those who bear responsibility among us to lead the church onward. They need your support. They absolutely need. I cannot function without the sister's support. Maybe the brothers may support. If the sisters don't support, it's still hard to function. It's still hard to function. Sisters, you know, much like these people here, you know, these names I mentioned, um, they're they're one with the leadership, they're one with uh, those who lead God's children. Your support in that way will cause the church to be built up. This is the right attitude. And then um, uh, um, number four, I hope that sisters, you can, um, of course, pray, right? Uh, there's a whole, there's a chapter in First Timothy chapter five that talks about widows, you know, and so forth. Um, Paul especially esteem those widows who give themselves to petitions and prayer day and night. Um, I have seen also sisters like that. Uh, We do need more sisters among us who don't talk that much, but they pray very much. They don't gossip with one another. They bring their burdens. Lord and converse and speak to the Lord. The church needs your prayer, sisters. Um, one such widow is 84 year old Anna. Anna, you know, in Luke, she prayed day and night there. She was a prophetess. She prayed day and night and she got to see the salvation of God in the person of Jesus, the babe, the baby. Um, of course, her prayer was famous. Her prayer probably even anticipated uh, the incarnation of Christ. So, uh, sisters, so many things these days to the pray prayer. Um, you know, we, we cannot meet together in a meeting hall, but it's okay. I think Zoom, telephone, uh, twos or threes, or, or more saints, whatever, um, you can easily pray that way. Pray that way um, uh, in the principle of a vital group, right? Uh, two or three or three or four, whatever, to just pray together uh, weekly, uh, um, uh, sometimes uh, twice a week, as the Lord leads, to have sisters like this um, um, uh, bearing this kind of a burden this ministry of prayer uh, means very, very much to the building up of that local church. I will not get into the services and so many other matters, but tonight I think this would be good enough for uh, because I've already gone over by five minutes or so. You forgive me. I hope this um, this little word is inspiring to all of you and would uh, cause you all to be before the Lord about this. As the Lord advances in Long Beach, I believe the this um, uh, hidden uh, part of uh, service and labor of the dear sisters is totally um, indispensable. And I hope that the Lord will give you all a special grace in these days uh, to consecrate yourself anew with the Lord's fresh move and uh, so that the entire church would be blessed. I stop here and